Welcome to track number 18 of Who is He that Overcomes the World? Do not love the world, my brother And do not love the many things that are within the world all that's in the world, my brother The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh And the pride of life The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh The pride of life, they are not of God Do not love the world, my brother And do not love the many things that are within the world that's in the world, my brother. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. They are not of God. Whosoever is a child of God is born of God. With the world, my sister Don't you know that friendship with the world Is enmity with God If anyone loves the world, my sister We know that the love of the Father is not in him Is not in him So if you make the world your friend Then you can never be a friend of God so don't be friends with the world, my sister. Don't you know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whosoever loves the world, my sister, we know that the love of the Father is not in him, is not in me. So if you make the world your friend, then you can never be a friend of God. Whosoever is a child of God is born of God.
Alright. Father, thanks for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, Amen. Chapter 11. Overcome the pressure to be worldly. Amen. First John 5, verse 4 and 5. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. Now, We must overcome the pressure that is coming to bear on us. And that pressure is the pressure that is coming from the world. Amen. Because the world is an indistinct enemy made up of three things. What is it? Wild people, wild places, wild systems. And we have to overcome. But what exactly are we going to overcome about them? And that is what I am sharing with you now. What you need to overcome as far as the world is concerned is the pressure that comes to bear on us from the world. The world puts pressure on us. For instance, a church right the world puts pressure on the church to do many things that the church does not need to do. For instance, if you call a church a one-man church, what they are trying to say is that a one-man church, that means a church that one person is the leader or is prominent, it puts pressure on the church to form a committee or a council rather than to have a good, strong leader. Are you with me? Yeah. Now, where you don't have a strong leader, one strong, hard leader, usually things don't work out well. You can see even in Ghana today, what we really need is one hard leader. Don't you think so? Yeah. Somebody who is strong and hard. But anything you want to do, a group will come from here and say, our representatives, we are foot soldiers, we voted for you. You are sidelining our party. You are doing this, you are doing that. So the, the person who is even the president or some like the leader or whatever, he has almost sometimes no power. But what we really need to do is to have a strong leader. So churches are able to develop and do well when they have a strong leader. But pressure from the world comes to bear on the church. 
That's what I'm trying to say that the world it just puts pressure on us. They, they fight us by putting pressure. So people put pressure. Like for instance, they would ask, you know, the church, you know, what is the church doing for what is the church doing for us? And because of that, the church is forced to establish boreholes or connect electricity to villages. Or build hospitals, schools, and universities. You know, which may not be the main mission of the church. Because going into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. Through a school, the gospel can be preached. Through a university, the gospel can be preached. But many times, it can't be preached so much in the university. But it's like you feel some pressure. Everybody starts a university. Why don't you start a university? Even this place, they keep saying that, oh, it's a university. We keep saying that it's not a university. It is, it is a Bible school and it is a, it's, a, it's a training center. It's a mission center. It's a ministry training center. Not for, it's not a university. It's not a secular university. And it's not, it's not, it does not even, we don't even want accreditation, even with accreditation board. We don't want it. Intentionally, we don't want them to be, to accredit us. We don't want their governments. We don't want them. But it's like, if, if you put pressure on, on Bible schools, so many Bible schools are irrelevant because they have accreditation. And some of the great Bible schools which have produced great people, mostly they don't have accreditation. But you feel the pressure to be accredited. Church is under pressure. Once you are in the world, the, the force you feel is pressure. If you want to go on the mission field, the force you feel is pressure. Where is everybody going? States, Germany, going to do masters in Norway, Denmark, and you are going to where? Burundi. It's like, it's like you, you, you must be out of your rocker. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So you feel the pressure to flow in the way everybody is flowing. Because what the world does against us is pressure. They give us pressure. When you go to a place, go to England, you come under pressure to, to go into mortgages, debts, America. If you don't owe money, even the system there makes you uncomfortable. Because when you go into their system and you, you don't owe money, there's something odd about you. They even blacklist you. There must be something strange about you that you don't owe any money at all. And even when you have the money, they say, if you have the money, but borrow. Do you understand? So that you live in a constant cycle of debt. So you, you are under pressure. So that world, who is he, that word, where the Bible is saying, who is he that overcomes come at the world? You could actually insert the word pressure into that scripture to help you to understand. Who is he that overcomes the pressure from the world? Do you understand? Uh-huh. He that is born of God overcomes the pressure 
that is coming on him through the world. A pressure to dress in a particular way. If you are a lady, then everybody is wearing short dresses that are way above the knee. Do you understand? And you feel the pressure to wear everybody's wearing uh, I'm aware trousers. You feel the pressure to wear because you can't even get to buy a normal one which comes up here. You can't get some to buy. It is not there. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So you, you are pressurized. You can't get jeans that are loose. You have to have jeans that are tight like you, you struggle to pull them on. Huh? You show everything that you have and display. That's what you can even get to buy. To get the normal one, you cannot get it again to buy. So there is pressure on you. The hair, rarely do you have a lady who has her genuine hair. Because, brother, stand up you. Stand up you. This brother's hair, this lady's hair is the same as his hair. Only that she has put chemicals in her hair. Did you know that? Exactly the same. They have, they, they have the same hair. But it's like, if you are a lady and you haven't bent your hair, put some medicine in it, it's like you are not correct. You get it? There's a lot of pressure. You have to put some chemicals and bend the hair. Straighten it by force. You know, I used to think that girl's hair was naturally the way it is. <laughs> so when I got married, my wife said she's going to retouch her. I didn't know what it was. As time has gone by, I've got to understand. Say they are going to wash their hair. And I say, I'll wash it for you. <laughs> say, no, 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 no. You cannot wash it. I say, why cannot wash it? I can wash it for you. You get it? Sit down. I see the ladies' hair. Some of them have colors. And I, I, I used to think that they, they grow, the colors grow naturally. <laughs> I said, why? It's not natural. So many things. Wow. There's pressure. Everybody's married. I must marry. Even when you don't want to marry. You force yourself to marry. So pressure comes on you. Pressure to have sex. When you are not ready to have sex. You don't even know what it is. But you've just been told that. Look. If you don't do it. You are not normal. You see. So he, whatsoever is born of God, overcometh the pressure from the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the pressure that comes to you from the world. Even our faith. In other words, you, it's only by your beliefs that you can be separate from the pressure that is coming on you 
from the world. Are you listening to me? By faith. What is it? Who is it that? What, what method do you use to overcome the pressure? It's your belief. What makes me different from my mates in the medical school is that I have some beliefs and I don't care whether my fellow classmates believe it or not. You get what I'm saying? I'm separating myself and I'm doing what I'm doing. Amen. So, what are the pressures that you must overcome? Specific pressure. I want to give you some specific pressures that you must overcome. Amen. Overcoming the pressure to be worldly. Number one, fight against the pressure to the pressure of conformity. The pressure to be conformed to the world. Fight against the pressure of conformity. They want you to be this way. They they want you to change and be the way they understand. Yeah. They want you to. It's amazing. There are some things I, I, I feel like telling you, but I, I can't tell you. Yeah, I can't tell you, but it just, it, just came to my, it just came to my mind or to my spirit. How much the pressure of the world forces you to, is forcing you to do things that you wouldn't even do. But it's like they can force you, if you don't take care, to conform to certain things, you know. So you've got, to, you've got to fight the pressure. Amen. You've got to fight the pressure. Yeah. Most brothers are ashamed to say that they are virgins. They're shy. And rarely will a man say that he, he was a virgin. It's like, I mean, how? You see that? I mean, like, what is wrong? Yeah. It's true. Brothers are ashamed to say it. Meanwhile, it is a noble thing. <laughs> but it's like there's pressure to say that I've conquered so many girls. Yeah. Oh, that guy's wife, I conquered a long time. Huh? Mercy. I clear. Is that what they say? I clear. Somebody's wife, you clear there. You find or you no find? You clear somebody's wife. Ooh. Tell your neighbor, I'm not conforming anymore. Number two, fight against the pressure of falling in. Love and attraction. Fight against the attractions. And fight against falling in love. With the world. <laughs> I mean, he thought he was just falling in love with me. Falling in love with the world.
fight against the pressure of falling in love with the world. Huh? Falling in love with the world. Who must you fall in love with? Who must you fall? Fall in love with him. Yes, fall in love with him. How many ready to fall in love with Jesus? Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus is the best thing. So I'll set aside the cares of this world. I fall in love with you again. I'll just throw away the cares of this world. I fall in love with you. To fight against the pressure of joining the masses. Exodus 23, verse 2. You shall not follow the masses in doing evil. 
nor shall you testify in a dispute, so as to turn aside after a multitude, in order to pervert justice. Exodus 23. Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil. Everybody check that verse. Very important verse. You shall not follow a multitude to do evil. Neither shall thou speak evil. In a cause to decline after many. Nor shall you bear witness in a lawsuit. Siding with the majority. So as to pervert justice. Yeah. You shall not join a multitude to do evil. You get it? Yeah. Don't, don't follow the majority. Huh? If you are in the world and you are an airway, and all airways are voting this way. I hear one time in a village. There was a, whatever they said they were looking for a traitor because the vote had been 200 and something to one. The one person in the town had voted for the other and they were looking for that person. Who is the traitor amongst us? Yes. <laughs> they were looking for the guy, the disloyal guy in the town. What voted for for the other the other people? You don't have to follow the majority, yeah, at all, no matter what. Amen. Even if everybody is going that way, yeah, that is what makes you a Christian. That's where we see Christ has come into your life. If everybody from your tribe is going this way, it doesn't mean that you have to be that way. So that pressure, there is a pressure that comes from the majority. And that pressure, I tell you, is a very, very dangerous pressure. It is the majority Power that brings the pressure on us. The power of the majority. Everybody is doing this. Huh? Yes. Everyone, everyone is doing this. All of us are doing this. Therefore, I am also doing that. What do you think? Fight that pressure. Yeah. Everybody is going to America. In my, in my class, everybody. 
we were 50, we qualified. 50 medical students. We became, we qualified in 1989. Our class of 89 were 50. Almost everybody has left the country and was leaving. Should I follow the majority? I felt, I, I felt pressure. Yeah, I felt pressure. I never once applied to do any exam. I didn't even think about it. To go away. Now, my, my mind was to serve God somehow. Okay? You shall not follow the majority. I said, you shall not follow the majority. If the, all your family are going this way, the Bible says, you shall not follow a multitude or the majority to do evil. You must be able to stand and say, I am an A-way. So this is what I believe. Even though I am an A-way. This is wrong. And this is right. Why should President Rawlings be teaching Christians Christianity? When he hasn't been so clear as a Christian. Isn't it? Yeah. He rather it can stand out and say, you are, you are corrupt. You are forsaking the ideals that we stand for. But you find people who say they are in this church and in that church and that church because of your tribe. You cannot even do what the if what President Rollins has done, it's, I feel, I feel it's, a, it's a sad thing. But I know that you are going to be different. Yes. Wow. As the nearest lady, are you going to be a different lady? The next one, fight against the pressure of friendship. The pressure that comes through friendship. You see, there is a pressure that comes from the majority. But there is a pressure that comes from friends. Once your friend is in this, it's very difficult not to be in that as well. Yeah. So these are things that put us under pressure from the world. That the masses are doing it. It's like I must do. Or that my friend that I know from school, my friend, my friend, my friend is doing this. It's like I must also do. Otherwise I'm going to lose my friendship. I see you overcoming the pressure that comes from friendship. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The pressure that comes from friendship. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of God is a friend of the world, is the enemy of God. Fight against it. Amen. Number five, fight against the pressure of imitation. Imitation. 
John 15 verse 19. If you were of the world, this is the pressure of imitation. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, because this world, because of this, the world hates you. You are not of the world. Amen. Now, because you are not of the world, you don't have to imitate. Now, listen carefully. Are you there? You see, it is easier to imitate than to do an original thing. Instead of giving a name to the principal street in Ghana, in Accra, where we have a lot of shops and shopping activity, instead of finding a name for our principal streets, like a name like what? Huh? No, no. Instead of finding a, a Ghanaian name, like Red Pelin. Huh? No. What common name do we have in Ghana? Like, like, like eat, like eating, like eating. What common food is there that we have? Banku, fufu. Instead of giving a street a name like Banku Street or Wache Street. Huh? It won't be flawed. It is easier to take a famous street in London and call it Oxford Street when there is no similarity between our Ghana Oxford Street and the Oxford Street and London. You make the white people laugh at us when they come there and they say that this is Oxford Street. Do you know what is Oxford Street? And we should have called it Banku Street. Or Kelewele Street. Huh? Bofrot Highway. But we did not do that. We rather took an imitation that we didn't think through easily, quickly, properly. And you, you make us, yourself the laughing stock. But it's easier to call something N1 Highway. Because in many of the developed countries, they have, like in England, they have, what are the... Uh, M1 
M5, M20, M25. And there are some countries that have N. South Africa has N. You see? Huh? You have N1. Yeah. And if you have one, you should have two. You should have the five. <laughs> or N25. In South Africa, you have N what? N1, N2, N3, N4, N11. And here we have in Ghana, N1. That's all. Because it is easier to just take an imitation and just use it. Or make an imitation, I should say. Oxford Street. You are making them laugh at us. It should have been called. You see, when you go to Singapore, they have a famous street. Does anybody know that? Raffles is called Raffles. Raffles Street. So, when you go to Korea, they have a place, Itaewon. So everybody goes there. It says Itaewon. We are going to Itaewon. It's a street, like Oxford Street. Itaewon. Or in uh, uh, Singapore. Singapore is an island, small. From here to here is 30 minutes, the whole country. The main road where the shops and everybody comes to, I think it's called Raffles. Raffles also. It was named after somebody who used to be the governor, I think. Raffles. I'm not sure, but I think so. We should have had Kelewele Street. And you see that white people will tell, we want to go to the Kaliwali Street. So, yeah. so Kaliwali is down this way. When you go down this way, you get to Kaliwali. You see a lot of whatever. That's the Kaliwali. <laughs> we have a lot of kiosks and we have people be selling t-shirts on the roadside and a lot of yeah what do you think is it not true yeah so it is far less effort it takes far less effort to just take something and wrongly imitate it. If everybody is going to America, it's far less effort to just go to America and to stand and say, as for me, I'm staying in Zimbabwe. Hey! It's like you have to prove yourself, man. It's like going to Zimbabwe. Huh? Yeah. So, don't be under pressure to do what is so easy. What everybody else is doing. Just copy this person, copy this person, copy this person, copy this person, copy this person. So, we talk about copying, but you can see that there is a bad realm of copying. Amen. Stand to your feet, everybody. Let us pray. We're taking a break. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to have breakfast.
bless us in this time. In Jesus' name. Amen. Lou, sit down.